This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. G'day, mate. This is Dennis Connor coming to you with a, another podcast. To thank you very much to the Specialty Produce Network and Roger and his brothers for making this possible. And uh, very, very pleased to be here. You haven't heard from me much since the Sydney Hobart race, where we talked about that potential foul with Wild Oats at the start of the race. Just as a bit of a follow-up on that, the uh, Wild Oats did win the race, boat for boat, but they got a penalty of one hour. They only finished 34 minutes in front of the other boat, so they actually ended up uh, losing the record for the the race and got second overall instead of winning. So it was quite a quite a uh, bad penalty from a wild oath standpoint. And uh, we, we were we were talking about that. Why didn't you do your circles? It seemed Roger and I were talking about it, and it seemed so obvious that that was a foul. And the evidence, the video evidence, uh, cl- collaborated that, and uh, wild oaths got chucked and lost the race. Sure, they're they're uh, crushed, so to speak. So that, that's the follow up on the, the Sydney Hobart race, and there hasn't been too uh, much else going on to, for me to report to. And I don't want to just come in here and blah 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 and blag 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 and not have anything substance to say. So I haven't been uh, doing my podcast. But Roger says we better do something here. They'll forget who you are, which maybe that's for the best. But here I am and. Um, the the next big race that of course uh, that we followed here in San Diego was the uh, Puerto Vallarta race, and we had some uh, sleds involved. Of course, uh, uh, Roy Disney was there with the excellent crew, uh, Benny Mitchell, who in my mind a world class sailor, just does so much for the Disney program. Robbie Haynes didn't make it. I'm not sure if that was good or bad for the program, but they did so darn well. The Piwak continues to amaze me. Uh, the the Disney 70-footer, they, they win the Hawaii race, they win the Puerto Vallarta race, and in this case, they went down to Mexico to uh, Cabo San Lucas, part of a big pack of boats. They weren't uh, particularly uh, winning by a lot. They were just in the front group. But when they got to uh, Cabo, the uh, powers to be, uh, the boats ahead and the smart guys on the other boats, they decided that there was going to be a big lee at Cabo. So they opted for the offshore route a bit further from the tall mountains there at Cabo. And somehow the, the navigator and, and uh, the sailors, Benny Mitchell, who certainly involved, they made the decision to try to cut the corner there at Cabo. They cut through the, the lee in the good time of the day. They busted out the other side. And sprung into a huge lead, which the uh, rest of the fleet couldn't overcome. And when they uh, came to uh, Puerto Vallarta, there, looking at the leaderboard, well, son of a gun, there, there's the Piwaka, impossible to ever beat the new uh, Transpac 52s. There's the there's the Piwaka leading the group. So they ended up first overall, first in Class A, wonderful victory, and uh, congratulations to uh, Roy Patton. Uh, doing a great job, and to uh, Robbie Haynes and uh, Benny Mitchell for the job they do with their leadership aboard the boat, and uh, good on you. So that's uh, really all that's been going on in the ocean racing uh, division here. There is more and more interest, though, in the Transpac 52s and and, uh, more money being spent and more boats showing up. So I I think that that uh, fleet here in Southern California 
will work and show some activity in the midwinters and their series of, of, of races here, coastal, near coastal races. And uh, it, it has a future, but boy, is it expensive because all the crew are paid and they're, they're, they're out there practicing days uh, ahead of time just for this local uh, noon regatta. The, there were three boats entered and all three were out there days ahead of time with a full-on crew, uh, all uh, being well-paid, I'm sure. So that's what's going on in the TPP Super Series uh, ra- racing. The uh, next uh, bit of information is on the America's Cup. Uh, we haven't seen any real definitive answers as to the boats and what for sure what kind of boats they're going to be. But the big news to me that was big news was uh, James uh, James Pithill. You know, he's our neighbor there in Point Loma, lives right across from Gary Wiseman and, and – uh, Across the street from Dennis, and uh, he, he's such a talent. And we kept wondering, well, why hasn't he been signed up? Is Larry Ellison going to go again? And and uh, Larry's asked him not to uh, sign any other deals. No. The big news is James Spithill, an Italian. So he's going to be uh, on that uh, Prada boat. I'm sure they wouldn't be paying the big bucks just to stand there and coach. So he'll be involved in the actual sailing of the Prada boat. And uh, it was a great move for them. It was a great move for them because the uh, New York Yacht Club Challenge uh, signed up a key uh, guy from New Zealand. And the uh, Luna Rosa Challenge, they really uh, needed to have some leadership, some experience for this new type of boat. Don't forget, no one's raced this boat. So it's going to take a guy with the talents of James Spittle, who uh, been through uh, three different types of boats, to get the boat up and running. And to me, this says something about what the design will be. Maybe it won't be foiling all the time. Maybe just in a uh, good strong breeze downwind. So maybe this will be just a big uh, catamaran upwind, and they needed a guy like James Spittle that could actually start, in essence, a monohull uh, that wasn't foiling around at 40 knots. So. Uh, it's, it's possible these boats won't be uh, as dynamic as we, we all thought they might be uh, with with the uh, design. So uh, I, th- I think the, it's going to be a bit of a drought from America's Cup news here until we uh, finalize for sure the venue, although I'm 99.9% sure that they'll work out their details in, in uh, Auckland and that there'll be a, a beautiful village, the, the uh New Zealand Challenge will get first uh, dibs and, and uh, have the nicest compound, which is as it should be. And they're going to have a, a great event there. So we'll close that loop. And then the next thing will be about uh, chasing the cup. Uh, and uh, we'll be reading more about Jimmy Spithill and, and what they're up to with the Prada Challenge. I think the Prada Challenge has a bit of an advantage because they're the challenger of record. So they'd be involved in the actual design uh, because uh, in the protocol, they have to get along with the uh, defender, which is Team New Zealand. So you've got Jimmy Spithill somewhat in charge there at the Prada Challenge, and uh, they'll have the inside knowledge of what the boat will be, and uh, they'll be able to practice in their simulator uh, before any of the others. But it's going to be a very uh, strong uh, challenge, even though it'll be small. They might have a few peripheral teams from from the from Asia that are or maybe one from Europe that will show up. But they'll, I don't think, have a chance of beating the uh, the British Challenge with uh, Sir Ben Ainsley or the uh, New York Yacht Club Challenge headed up by uh, Terry McLaughlin. 
and uh, several key guys from the New Zealand um, America's Cup effort. So you'll have those three strong teams to uh, vie for the uh, – I'm not sure. I have to check with my uh, producer, Roger. Um, he might know. Is it going to be a Louis Vuitton Challenger Series, Raj? Or will it be a uh, – uh, sell the, the, the rights to the Challenger Series to someone else? But if it's Louis Vuitton – You'll, you'll see those three teams uh, vie it, uh, for the official challenger. As to who's favored, it, it's gonna, the, all three teams will be strong. That's not going to be Mamsie Pamsie Cruz. They're going to they're going to be ready for this challenge, and uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. No matter what boat they have, but we have to wait a year and a bit to uh, see them actually out there on the water with with the new America's Cup boat. So. That, uh, that, that's the news on the America's Cup front, uh, headlined by uh, James Spittle, uh, leaving for uh, practice with the New Zealanders. I don't know if he'll still continue to live in Point Loma. He's got two lovely kids and a beautiful wife. I don't know if he'll stay here or will he make the uh, voyage to where the, the the team will be practicing in Italy. So that's, that's uh, it on the America's Cup. Well, what else is going on? Well, the, the, the uh, star boats, you know, we, we love the star boats and best sailors in the world still racing stars in my mind. And they had a, a great Bacardi Cup series in, in Miami recently. And all the best stars, uh, sailors were there uh, the, from the uh, Star Sailors League, the, the ones that win. And, and this time, a big presence from Europe. So we we had Diego Negre from Italy uh, with Sergio as his crew. Uh, they did a great job, and uh, of course, my personal favorite and and who I just think so highly of is uh, Robert Schleit. Uh, he, he came in second, but the, the, it was a star-studded uh, field with Paul Kayard in uh, in fifth place, and uh, my uh, part of my. Uh, friends and crews on on the uh, menace with uh, uh, Eric Doyle in sixth place, but they were there. Uh, Augie Dios was twelfth, and uh, it was a uh, wonderful f- uh, fleet. And the reason I wanted to highlight it, uh, 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 Paul Paul Kayard, is not only did he had a great result and coming in fifth in the series, but he, he really showed his uh, human side of things. He's He's not all the tough guy that you think. He uh, was a uh, very tight friend with Derwin Knowles, the uh, uh, star gold medal winner and star world champion from uh, from Nassau. And I know that he made a special attempt to go over there and see Ollie and Derwin at uh, the last uh, Star Sailors uh, event. And it was just fortuitous that he did because, unfortunately, uh, Derwin had his 100th birthday and he just uh, passed away. And so Paul, he organized a great tribute to uh, Derwood, which was so fitting and so nice to, you know, of him to do. And there was a uh, great tribute of all the star sailors in Miami at the Bacardi series with uh, uh, them doing a, basically a parade and salute to honored uh, Sir, I might mention Sir, Derwin knows. So that uh, that was it from the uh, Bacardi Cup, and uh, we're we're looking forward to 
a great year with the Star Sailors League with so many active starboat sailors. Amazing, another amazing guy, I must mention, Lars Grail, Torben's brother, uh, was there. And this guy, amazing athlete, I think he, he came to, in uh, sixth place or seventh place in the Stars, and he only has one leg. Imagine sailing a starboat at, at uh, I don't sure, 40-plus years with only one leg. It's just an amazing, amazing athlete and so strong and so talented. Uh, so it was, it was uh, nice to see him uh, do, doing well. So uh, the Lars Grail, Robert Schleit, Mendelblatt, Kayard, Zabo, they they were all there with Augie Diaz, in, uh, I think, in 12th place. So uh, that, that's about it in the Starboats. What we're seeing here in San Diego now is that uh, not m- much going on. The new regatta had a very poor attendance, and uh, only a couple boats in some classes w- w- had to be canceled for lack of participation. So we're looking forward to having a fun uh, summer in the Cortez Racing Association beer can races. Everyone loves them. They're sold out, 100-plus boats. So that, that's about it, folks, here in San Diego. Not much brewing, not much uh, going on, but I just thought I'd take a moment to, with the help of my friends, uh, 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 Harrington Brothers and Roger for making time available in the broadcast booth and all they do to help and promote sailing. So uh, make sure all, every place you're eating when you're dining out in the San Diego is buy their produce from from Roger Harrington and his brothers at Specialty Produce. So thanks for having me. If I have anything good to talk about, I'll come back to you and uh, let you let you know. But I, I don't want to just stand up here and blab about nothing. So th- thanks for tuning in, and ha- have a real good spring season. This is Dennis signing out on behalf of Specialty Pro Network. Thank you. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.